Hi everyone, this is Shefalina Z, and today we're talking about miracles with Jill Schneider, who is holistic life coach, and Jill specializes in detoxification. We met years ago, and uh, she has an amazing story that I thought would be so inspiring for those of you who are looking for inspiration that health happens. Um, you know, this is a miracles. Um, video and miracles podcast so for those of you who are listening you can go on youtube and watch and see how radiant jill is wait until you find out how old she is she's amazing and i want you just to be reminded that these things happen to regular people you know jill does not meditate in himalayans for 20 hours a day and she lives in a real world and health is possible radiance is possible so let's hear from jill her story how you know how are you how how's everything going tell us everything so that people can get inspired that's the purpose of the podcast well that's why i'm here <clears throat> i am absolutely inspired every morning of my life i wake up I get out of bed, I'm breathing, I'm saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, I am breathing, I'm alive, oh my God, all the stuff I have done in this, in my 73 years, 73, in two, 73 going hiking in Italy for a month, oh um, but you know, it's about mojo, it really is about this mojo, and I have always had this mojo, and why would I let this mojo go? <laughs> it's a question because people you know when we're bored we're little kids and we have mojo we have this yeah. we do things and then where does it go it's still with us but it's sitting there dormant and you're such an inspiration to remind people that you don't have to let it go you don't have to lose it and i know in your personal story um i want you to share with everyone what happened to you when you were younger and someone was about to take your mojo, but you didn't let them. So Oh, nobody takes my mojo, baby. <laughs> no, 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 I love that. I love it. Look at her energy. Those of you who are listening, you have to see her on YouTube. She's amazing. Oh, my God. I am so grateful because, all right, so I'm 29 years old at the time, 1975. I go for a regular gynecological checkup. The doctor tells me the results do not look good. We have to do another test. They do two tests. They come out conclusively malignant. Number five on a pap test. Number, number one at that time was normal. Number five, two different pap tests. Uh, this was in Miami. And at the same time, this is how life is so amazing because at the same time, I was studying Chinese medicine. I was taking an introductory course in the theory of Chinese medicine. And I went to the professor as soon as I found out that I had this going on. <clears throat> and he just looked at me. He said, well, there are things that Chinese theory of medicine can share this information with you and you can run with it. And I said, I'm ready to run. I'm, I don't even want to go back to that doctor. He slammed the door in my face when I said to him, you know, I'm going to take care of this myself. <laughs> I mean, talk about a cocky little woman, you know, like I'm not even, well, I've shrunk, but I was like five, three and a half at that time. <laughs> I have shrunk. I hate it. But uh, <laughs> I just walked away. I have a brain. I used my common sense. I had been a kindergarten teacher for a number of years before that, and boy, did I have common sense. 
And I just walked away. I went immediately to what the professor recommended that I start eating. I was, was a vegetarian, but I was not a good vegetarian. I was a white flour, white sugar vegetarian. I had been living in ashrams from the time I had been in India. <laughs> and then I came back home to New York and I had just moved to Miami when I got this diagnosis. He wanted me in the hospital the next week. Oh, wow. He kept, yeah, oh, and he wouldn't leave me alone. His nurses were calling me constantly when I just didn't want to go back. I didn't trust him. I didn't see the point of it. It just didn't make any sense to me to cut something out when this human body can fix itself. If you put it in the right atmosphere, mind, body, spirit, I knew it. I understood it. Yes, meditation was very important. I went to the macrobiotic people at that time. They put me on a very clean vegetar uh, vegan diet. It was a vegan diet. It was cooked. It wasn't raw vegan. But 10 days, actually, I sat in meditation and I ate brown rice for 10 days. I chewed every biteful. I breathed. I meditated. I relaxed. I thanked God for this diagnosis. Wow. How many people will do that when they find out that they have cancer? They make, they make a couple of big mistakes. Here's the biggest mistake they made. And I didn't make that mistake. For some reason, I said, I'm not telling anybody about this. A couple of good friends, maybe, but I'm not telling my family. I'm just going to go through the protocol of Chinese medicine, which was acupuncture, the macrobiotic uh, vegan diet, uh, quit, quit job, quit very, very, very stressful job, working as an activity director with the mentally ill in a halfway house. Oh, wow. It was as stressful as anything in my life before or since. Quit that job, decided to just really rest and ponder my existence. Wow. I'm writing a book. It's going to be an audio book. It's called Latkes in the Jungle. Latkes in the Jungle. <laughs> Well, it's because I've traveled all over the world. Last year, I was in Honduras uh, in, a, in a village called Copandruinas, where there are Mayan runes, thousands of years old. And the guy who ran the Airbnb was a Jewish guy from the Bronx. Oh and he, he had to mention to me that not only was the Wi-Fi good in Honduras, in his little village, but oh that he, he trained his staff to make latkes. That is crazy. Oh my God. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. So anyway, I'm going to, um, and I, I have, it's almost ready to be recorded. And I have my own recording studio in my house. Cause I don't know if you know or not, I've been a musician for 50 years. Yeah. So I have music that goes with the latkes in the jungle and it's going to be very entertaining, but I don't mess around here. When I work with people, if people, and I know you don't either. I mean, we are, we're tough cookies. We really want to see change. And we, we are this way with ourselves and we are this way with others. We just know deep down inside that to, to live 
in a sense of just common sense. What you put into your body matters. What you think about matters. Okay. Um, people get sick three physi physiologically three things: dehydration, malnutrition, and exhaustion. Yeah. Okay. So my program covers that. Repeat those three because I, you know, somebody cannot work with you directly, but they can just kind of think about it. You know, um, mm -hmm. the change—it's true. Change happens to people's bodies, whether it's positive or negative, because people get sick for a reason. If you remove yes. the reason, if you remove the cause, not the result, right. not the symptom, but the cause, the result and symptom usually changes. And Absolutely. And I want you to repeat those three because they're so, so important. Dehydration, malnutrition, exhaustion. It's so true. And you know, one big thing that um, I want to point out that I've heard in so many different uh, healing stories, that's what you mentioned. You said that you had a very stressful job, the stress, most stress you've ever had in your life. And what you had to do is you rested and you pondered your existence. And that is such a big difference that you made on the energetic level because your thoughts talk to every single cell of how that cell is going to be developing and i find that if people just start thinking about the stress level and like i know meditation is such a big deal you know relaxing and getting in that state of beingness and pondering your existence is being instead of doing and allowing I think that is so huge and you can start doing that right now. You know, if you had a bad lunch and you didn't drink enough water and you cannot drink water right now, you cannot hydrate, you know, at least start thinking and being grateful for every single cell and thinking of reducing stress because everyone that I've heard about getting sick had something stressful happen, whether they knew it or not. Sometimes they didn't even know it was stressful because like, you know, fish in the water, they don't know what water is, right? People don't know that that is stress. And that's why I'm doing the podcasts and, you know, someone said, you know, hungry for miracles sound desperate. I'm like, well, this is for people who are desperate. Like they, people need miracles. Everyone is hungry for miracles. And I feel people don't even see how bad things are sometimes until they see the light. And that's why I want to show them the light that that is possible. And you did it. Like you actually stopped, quit, reset, rebooted physically, mentally, emotionally, and how many years later now you said before to me they said you couldn't have kids if you had that surgery right of course it was a hysterectomy wow and now you have a family okay so tell us how it happened was i i did this brown rice fast for 10 days i started eating some vegetables after that with the rice with the lentils and and you know a balanced macrobiotic program and then I, um, after a month, I went back to another doctor, took another test. It had gone from a five to a three. Oh, wow. Okay, number one is normal. So seeing that kind of progress in one month, wow. I'm like, way to go, way to go here. You know, this is the way to go for me. And I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. And then I had an opportunity to leave the country and to go hiking in South America. <laughs> wow. And I did that for five months. In those days, 1975, no one had heard of Machu Picchu and Cusco and places like that. So I got to go to those places before there were any tourists, there were only archeologists there. 
And I went with a friend. We actually, it was $5 a day if you stayed in someone's home, a little Airbnb that wasn't called back then. It was a little pension. And I asked, I brought a little pot where I could cook my own little meal of the brown rice, the beans, okay, and some vegetables. And I put everything together in the pot. And I would ask them if I could use one burner on their stove. And some of these places literally had dirt floors. Wow. It was very primitive. But wow. you see, talk about earthing, this whole new thing of earthing. That's really what I was doing. I was, you know, I wasn't around asphalt. Uh, it was just, I mean, there were no hotels at Machu Picchu at that time. We had to, we had to take a truck, you know, get on the back of a truck to go up that mountain to actually get to Machu Picchu. Wow, that's amazing. And you know, for those of you who don't know what earthing is, earthing is just being connected to the earth. Like how many people are wearing shoes all the time? I mean, I know wear shoes all the time, right? Um, and they're not even around nature. Like if you're living in a big city, where do you have a park where you can take off your shoes and actually get connected to the earth? And I have a park in front of my building. So sometimes nice. I go out, take my shoes off or go to the beach, put my feet in the sand. Just being connected to nature is so, so important. So, um, okay, so go on. I just want to make sure that people knew what earthing was. So after a few months, you know, we ran out of money. Um, I, had, I was taking herbs that some shamans that I met in my travels recommended. Uh, my friend, he spoke Spanish very well, so we were able to easily get around. And uh, when I came back, well, the night before I, I took the plane home, or the day before, I had been in a hot spring in Venezuela. And I had taken mud, and I had put mud all over my body. And that night, I broke out in a rash and a fever. Very bad. And my friend, Mark, he was putting garlic on my feet and then socks, and I went to sleep. In the morning, I woke up. The, uh, the rash was gone. The fever was gone. And I looked in my bag to see how much money I had left. I said, we have to leave today. <laughs> we need to get back to the United States because I have run out of money. And he had, he had as well. And so we just flew back. I took another test. It came out normal. Wow. So the whole thing was the six months. Wow. But you know what is so amazing? And this is, this is fascinating to me as I'm doing these interviews. It's like the last day. It's always the last day that you didn't give up. Like you didn't say, oh, it's still $50. Let me go back. You're like, I'm going to stick it out until the last day. And the faith, the amount of faith you have in yourself and you keep going, you keep going. I feel like there's something there. I don't know what it is. You know, the universe, the energy, God, whatever we want to call it. It is something there that is magical and you have to do your work. You can't just be like, okay, well, this is what I want. You have to do the work by whatever. I had no fear. And you had no fear. And I just love, I love how fearless you are. And that paid off. You know, you're 73, right? And you're hiking and you have a son, right? And two grandchildren. And two grandchildren because you had no fear. That is so amazing. I think that fear cripples so much. And, you know, I, 
I do want people to listen to themselves and listen to doctors and make their own decisions. I just want them to know that there's other possibilities. And if this resonates with them, then it's awesome, you know, because it is possible. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to go to Himalayas and, and, you know, Machu Picchu and whatever, but it is possible if you choose that. There is there's different life out there. There's many stories out there and there's many people who so are featuring those stories. Chris Wark, he's very well known in the alternative healing of cancer. Ty Bollinger, I'm in some of the interviews. And if people go to my website, can I give my website? I was going to say, so as we're finishing up, where can people find you to learn about what you do? Because I want to just mention, you still do your detoxes where people come to you, right? Yes, yes. And, and over the phone as well. And Skype. So tell us. Okay. www.circle, C-I-R-C-L-E, dash, of, dash, life, dot net. Net. Okay, circleoflife.net with two dashes in between the words. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and if they mess up, they can look for Circle of Life Holistic Programs. Okay, so, Circle of Holistic Programs. Great. And I know, you know, there's so many different stories of healing, and it's just so inspiring to know that that's possible. And you're not the only one who's healed. That's the beautiful thing. There's so many different people who have changed their lives because they changed their thoughts, they changed their food they change their feelings you make a change and things change you know um if you want something you've never had you got to do something you've never done so i really encourage you guys just looking at jill you know at, at this age and i don't want to say at her age oh my god like no that's how it's supposed to be i mean look at jane fonda she's what like 80 she has yeah she's my you know definitely my heroine for sure Amazing. and and lily tomlin oh my god you know, you see women change the world. But you know what? I want to mention something really cool, really quick. Um, somebody brought it up, and I read about this. Have you heard of the four-minute mile miracle? Four-minute mile miracle. Is there a, a swimming? There's a little boy who is swimming, like, you know, better than... Uh, no, 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 no. no. So it's no. A, really, a really cool story. Okay, so um, up until a certain time, I can't remember the year, nobody could break the four-minute mile like everybody ran more took more than four minutes and then one person one person believed that it was possible just one and he broke it he he ran under four minutes or four minutes a mile and then when other people saw that it was possible they started yeah. doing training and so now it's like a normal thing you can run a mile under four minutes but until you know that something is possible you don't act like it. You don't train like it. So looking at you, looking at Lily Tomlin, looking at Jane Fonda, we all now see that it is possible. And that's what this blog and videos and podcasts are all about, to show people that miracles are possible. And if you're hungry for them, come and get it. You know, there's a recipe for it here, obviously, of faith, trust, and change changing from the inside out so jill thank you so so much for being a pioneer and showing people what is possible and you're so welcome thank you and please get in touch with her if you want to learn more so until later guys join us for future podcasts and videos on um, satisfying your hunger for miracles and until later bye bye honey thank you